Invest Talk listeners ask Steve and Justin what they use for their winning investment research, and the answer is Y Charts. Quality data with easy to use tools. Start your free trial now at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for coming to coming to Invest Talk and listening to the show. I appreciate it. I'm Steve Peasley, and we're just about an hour away from the start of the first weekend in October. And of course, you people on the East Coast are already there, but here on the West Coast, we're still a little bit of time away. And as many of you know, I travel to San Jose about once a month to meet with listeners in the Bay Area, and my next return date is already set. It will be November 7th. That's a Wednesday. And, you know, I always, uh, when I always meet with people, I talk about their portfolios, where they are in life, where, where they are in their retirement goals, or those kinds of things. And I take a look at their their uh, prefer, their uh, holdings if they if they wish me to do that. So I do that. So remember, I'll be there on November 7th, and you can register to visit with me then, if you wish, on investtalk.com. Well, there were two market headlines that, that kind of jumped out at me this morning. The first one was from CNBC.com. And the last time, rate, this is how it read. The last time rates soared like this, the stock market plunged double digits. So do you remember when that was? All you have to do is look at a chart. That's all you have to do. Look at a chart. Uh, BND. BND. Boy, Nancy, David. And that is the bond chart. Look what happened in from January till the middle of February. And then overlay that with the stock market. And now look at what's happening. And overlay that with the stock market. And you'll see what I mean. So that was the, one of the headlines. Uh, so uh, I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. The other headline. Get ready for 8 to 13% stock market correction. That was an expert who printed that headline or wrote that headline. Rising large cap stocks give the illusion of market strength. And that was a quote inside the article. Um, of course, no one really knows. I love it when they, when they come up with opinion and they say these things. They don't know. No one knows. But it wouldn't be surprising. And it, and he could, it, could, it would be normal. It would be normal. So I'm, as you know, I have been expecting for some kind of weakness in October. And we seem to be getting it here in the first few days of the month. Forecasting when and how much the market will change is extremely difficult. This is very, very difficult. But of course, I know you tuned in to get my opinion on the subject, and we'll talk about it. We're going to use our time today to help you at any anything financial. I want you to become an above-average investor. So any questions financial, you can ask me. And to do that, of course, you got to participate. you got to call our listener line anytime you want. 888-99-CHARTERS is the number. Today is Friday, and regular listens, listeners understand that I devote the early part of the Friday program to sharing excerpted highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter we send out every Friday. We send it directly to the subscribers and to all the clients every Friday. 
Okay, but before we get to the newsletter comments, let's take a question from a caller. This came in earlier on 88. Well, actually, let's go to a live caller. Yeah, let's go to a live caller. 888-99 chart. We're going to talk to Noel in Napa. How you doing, Noel? Uh, doing great. Um, uh, <clears throat> the stock market is kind of uh, <laughs> like you. You're you're right on. It's uh, a little volatile in October. <laughs> Yes, it is. That's just the way it is. Yeah. got to get yeah, used to it. I was asking about JCP, JCPenney. I know it's a penny stock, and you, you wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, but I was just wondering if you think the new CEO has any chance of resurrecting it, or do you think it's kind of in the vein of uh, Sears Roebuck, and it's just going to die? I, I, to be honest, no, I think it's slowly dying slowly slowly mm -hmm. dying they don't seem to they don't seem to be able to turn it around i don't know if there's enough room in the retail big box sector for jc pennies uh because mm -hmm. they probably have too many you got macy's and and nordstrom's and you know and of course you got walmart which is not a big box retail but they are a retailer and target and costco I don't think I just don't know if J.C. Penney will survive those guys. They've lost money. Yeah. They're gonna lose money this year. They lose next money next year. Uh, I, I I don't think so. I, I would avoid it. No, look for something stronger. I just don't. Even though it's a dollar mm -hmm. sixty two, and it's very tempting because it's so cheap. You think it's gonna be? You know, it's got to bounce. It doesn't have to bounce. It can go out of business and lose all dollar sixty two. So I'd stay away yeah. from it, Noel. I would. It's okay? got a book value of 42 cents, so you'd get something out of it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never a, uh, had true. a company uh, go into bankruptcy on me, so I don't know how that, if, how, if that works at all, <laughs> book value. Anyway, uh, thank you, yeah, Steve. No, Have a nice weekend. You too. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I really do. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Okay, the premium newsletter went out today, as we, as you know, it goes out, you know, every Friday. Uh, I mentioned in the first section uh, the the market condition section about the return of volatility as the Dow fell almost 300 points yesterday, and of course, well, another what, two almost 200 points today, uh, and that 300 points was midday at the worst. Nasdaq lost two percent yesterday. Talked about that. October is generally a volatile month, and I've been pointing that out for the last three or four weeks that this is what you should expect in October and we're getting it. Um, but it also, that's a, there's good and bad. But I also mentioned October always puts in a bottom. That There's many, not always, many times October puts in a bottom. That's where the year in rally springs from. That's something we, I think, you know, we it might give us a strong buying opportunity for that year in rally. Now, it doesn't have to happen. I'm just talking historically. This is what I'm looking at. I'm not, you know, I'm not some genius out there with a crystal ball. I don't have that. What I do have is long time studying the market and looking at historical movements and what generally happens. Okay? And I, I'm not sure that we are going to repeat that pattern this year because there's a little hesitancy because we had a strong, a strong August. That's unusual. Oh, well, in the stock ideas, I talked about an ETF that's tracking the be a particular benchmark index, uh, 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 an index that uh, follows uh, 
increasing dividend stocks. Stocks that pay dividends, but always increasing them. Okay, and then, then another one was a bond fund where we talk about, uh, you know, an index fund, and what, why I'm looking at it, what it does. So that was that was in the newsletter there. Um, um, under uh, the consumer watch, I talked about hedge funds. Hedge fund. Do you know about hedge funds? I know you've heard heard the term, but you know what they do. Do you know that a majority of them go bankrupt? You probably don't because they quietly, most hedge funds quietly go out of business. They don't go bankrupt necessarily. What they do is they, they lose so much money, they give what's left back to the, to the people who invested and say, oh, sorry. There were two major hedge funds that did that this week. That's kind of unusual. Hedge funds are not for you and me, people. Just letting you know, they're not. So as you can tell, there's a lots of valuable information on the KPP Premium Newsletter. I think so. It comes out every Friday. You can easy to, easily to subscribe to it directly through investtalk.com. It's easy. Okay. And now I invite you, your financial friends, anybody with anything financial, any kind of questions. I don't, we don't do anything but financial questions here on the show. 888-99-CHART is our number. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and, offer, and I offer a suggestion for serious investors. Please go to investtalk.com and read about our KPP Financial Discipline Equity Strategy. We have a number of strategies. Discipline Equity is an investment program for clients of, of KPP Financial, and it filters through thousands of stocks, and we look for quality businesses. We look for a chart that, that chart patterns that tell us that the, the stock shouldn't be moving up. It's, uh, this one is const consistently exposed to the mar equity markets. We go to cash if we get if I get scared. We move to a, a part of it to cash. Discipline equity is one of our many programs. We have five or six different ones. Check it out. It's Friday and we are taking questions and you can give me a call right now, 888-99-CHART. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. Here's a suggestion that could change your future. Head over to investtalk.com and read about the many strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial. In particular, you should consider Active 401k. It begins by recommending an investment strategy based on your growth and risk objectives. Active 401k. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's taking your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Glenn in San Mateo. How you doing, Glenn? Pretty good, pretty good. Long-time listener, um, great inside Thank information, you. and um, just great show overall, all around. Um, Appreciate it. Thank got you. a question for... Yeah, got a question for you in regards to Teva, T-E-V-A. Um, pretty heavily weighted in that stock. Uh, wanted to know, and I've been you know, kind of buying in on the down, so it's kind of like, sort of like where it's at bottom-wise. I mean, it's come up. Um, just wondering what your outlook is uh, long-term, 
And if there's an exit, what would be your exit? Uh, but more, more long-term, uh, what you see out there? Long-term, Tiva's going higher, okay? I'm pretty convinced of that, uh, but you might have to be patient. You do know that this is one of the stocks recently uh, Warren Buffett bought, right? I mean, he bought, bought in a pretty yes. big position a few, a few months back. Um, uh, Tiva Pharmaceuticals, everybody, it's out of Israel. Israel developer of generic specialty and over-the-counter drugs. Uh, it's all about, it's, in, it, it's, a, one, it's the world's largest generic drug producer generic drug producer it's a 21 billion dollar uh, company 22 and selling for 21 dollars 50 cents it, it it had a lot of problems and still has problems don't i'm not belittling the current problems but the stock got down below 12 dollars a share and then it came uh came up at the beginning of the year came off of that that it started weakening in march april again then it rose in june july and here it has been going sideways uh, to uh, a little bit on the downsides for the last couple, three months. Okay? Mm -hmm. So now, yep. the question is, the new CEO, they put on a new CEO uh, back, I don't know, six months ago. Is he going to be able to turn the company around? And uh, he's been selling off some of the some of the assets to reduce the debt because the previous management got them heavy debt and that was one of their biggest problems. So um, I think long-term... Yeah, they're not going away. They're a worldwide distributor of generic drugs. And they're the largest worldwide distributor of generic drugs. So long term, I can't see it. I mean, the cash flow is $5 a share. It's a $21 stock. Earnings are going to be $2.83. So now that's way down from being $5 a few years ago. So, But all that's built in. I think I think you stick with it, Glenn. Mm -hmm. I think you stay with it. Yeah. Teva, T-E-V-A. Just stick you, with it. Do you still think that debt is pretty high, or you think it's getting to the point it's, where maybe yeah. it's manageable? I think it's high and manageable at the same time because of the cash flow, but I do think they need to work on it to get it down some more. They still spend 8% on research and development. I mean, that, pff, the return on equity is still 17%. I mean, these are good numbers. We just need to get the sales turned around. We need to get the debt under control. That's and I think that they will do that. I'm pretty sure they will. It just might take some time. Thanks, Glenn. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you can find a minute to subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Then listen, rate, and review us. I want to you to listen to the show, rate the show, and then write a review. If you would, I would appreciate that. I'm ready to take your questions at 888 99Chart. This is Invest Talk. You just heard Steve share excerpts from the KPP Premium Newsletter. So you know it packs a lot of market news, process explanations, and even stock ideas into a concise summary every Friday. You can subscribe at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Amit in San Jose. He wants to talk about Twitter. How are you doing, Amit? Hi, I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for the call. Yeah. So about uh, four weeks ago, we talked about Twitter, and it was going down, and I was asking 
how low it can go. So what's your take on this stock now? It is refusing to go down further. Even today it went up. Yeah, it, it, and uh, when when that starts to happen, when the st- when the whole market is kind of falling and your stock isn't, that tells you that it's probably near a bottom. It's probably gone as far down far as it's going to go. Doesn't always have okay. to be that way, but generally speaking, it is true that if you find your stock moving against the wind, uh, in other words, and the wind is down and yours is going up like this one then you probably have seen the low of this particular stock. Now, uh, the market can still get weaker, and it can take it down, but it is a good sign that Twitter's stock price is moving sideways to up instead of sideways to down. Uh, We haven't seen it break up yet, but it is a good sign, and it looks like valuation, based on next year's earnings, the P.E. ratio is in the low 30s, and that that's been the lowest it's been in a long time, and sales are still growing twenty plus percent a quarter. So there's nothing wrong with Twitter, nothing wrong with it, um, and it looks like to me, unless we get a recession or something, that it's very close to the its lows. That's what I think, and I reserve the right okay. to be totally wrong, but I don't think so. Okay, but I, I, I don't know if I'd step in it. You do you own it, Amit? Do you own some? And I'm thinking of buying it. Okay. My suggestion is wait for it to break above maybe the 20-day moving average, which is like $29.20 right now. Wait till it breaks up a little bit. Give you, Let us see some strength coming back. Because the market is just kind of, you know, at a... At a... At a... At a point where it could break down more. Uh, or it could turn around and go back up. So let's wait. But I would I would want you to see some strength in it before you buy. Just a little bit of strength, okay? Appreciate the call. Thank you, Amit. Okay, let's go to Hydendra in Fremont. How you doing? Good, good. How are you, Steve? Good. Thank you for the call. Good. Uh, yeah, I was wanted to get your opinion on Apple. Uh, where do you see um, short-term, I guess, next six months to a year? What's your opinion about it? Okay, Apple, AAPL, the symbol, and I think everybody knows that Twitter, the previous call is TWTR, and these are two of the FANG stocks, all the stocks everybody just loves. FANG stocks were Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. And so Facebook, Apple, uh, I like Apple a lot. We own Apple in our managed accounts and have for many years. Um, and and uh, today it fell just like everybody else. I don't, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I think long-term, it's going to go up. Uh, but it is, okay, for Apple, which always is, for some reason, I don't know why, has lower PE ranges than other tech stocks. I mean, their five-year range is 10 to 21, where other tech stocks, you know, are hugely more than that. But Apple's always had that, that lower range PE. And since 10 to 21, and it's now at 21... For Apple, it might be you know have you might have some weakness going forward for a little while, but any type of decent weakness, Hatendra, I'd buy Apple. I'd buy it. You give me a ten percent pullback in Apple, yeah. and I'm a buyer. You know, uh, so okay. look at the the last couple of days. If it falls more, you're gonna want to step in at some point. It might stop at around two fifteen. It's at two hundred twenty four dollars now. 
because that's what the recent support has been. But man, if it got down to about $200, man, that'd be just an ideal buy spot. Okay? Appreciate the call, Andrea. Thank you very much. Let's go to Hank in Palo Alto. How you doing, Hank? Uh, Lynette, LCI. I'm sorry. Okay. Lynette, LCI. Buy it? Sell it? I'm trying to find it. I know. I've had it for quite a long time, and Uh it's like a dying ship right now, and I'm hanging on to it. Is it worth hanging on to? Okay. Let's take a look. Uh, Lynette Company, it is a developed generic versions of drugs that treat thyroid deficiencies, migraines, epilepsy, and glaucoma. It's a very, very small company, Hank, $183 million market cap. Whenever, Hank, whenever you're dealing with this uh, company this small, whenever you're dealing with it, chances are high that it won't be successful. It won't be successful. Why? Because it can't take too much. It can't take too much problems before it runs out of money. Now, now, to be honest, it's going to make money next year, but it's only going to make eighty-six cents after making two dollars a share this year. Wow, that's a huge drop. Why is that? So, an eighty-six cents and a four dollars and seventy-two cents stock, it's very low price. You know, not not that four dollars seventy two cents, but relationship to its earnings is pretty low price. So, I, I think it has a shot. If it breaks below four sixty, I think I just leave, get out because it's trying to hold support above that. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. This is Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Give me a call eight 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 ninety nine chart. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? YCharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts.
This is Invest Talk. Have you thought about asking Steve or Justin for a no-cost and no-obligation portfolio review? You should. They can set up a telephone conversation or even a Skype consultation. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and you can get unbiased answers if you call now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Jimmy in Palo Alto. How you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing good, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Thank you. And I am calling about SNAP. Um, I took a chance, uh, and I'm down 60%. So I'm calling to get your honest opinion. Should I just leave uh, with what I already lost, or do you see any any comeback in the future for this stock? Uh, I probably take my chips off the table. I think I take my money and run. Not that Snap is a terrible company, but it doesn't make any money, and it's not going to make any money next year, uh, and it's not going to make any money the year after. And sales, which were 400% two years ago, uh, now are 44% per quarter. It was previous quarter is 54, previous for that was 72%. So sales are going down, and they're not making any money, and they're not going to make any money. So it's a pure speculation, and it's broken down. The chart has broken down below all support. And so I can't tell you where it would stop falling. I can't tell you. I don't know. I don't, I don't, it doesn't have any support anywhere. So tell me, oh, it'll start to bounce here. My, my opinion is you take your money and run. And try not to buy, uh, Jimmy, companies that don't make money. Look for companies that make money, okay? Right, thank yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to say, okay. I, I kind of knew that it was an IPO, and I just wanted to take a chance on it, but I guess I learned my lesson. That's okay. You, and, Jimmy, it's okay to take a chance. Just make sure it's with a little bit of money and not very often, okay? Appreciate the call. That's SNAP is the name, and that provides camera-related applications to help people express themselves and communicate. Snap. Monday on the Vest Talk, General Electric has suffered an astounding 81% stock value collapse since 2000. Did you know it was that much? Well, I did. Well, now, GE's $500 billion market meltdown. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. That's Monday. Okay, let's go to another caller. Gold Fremont, China stocks. Hi, Gold. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I just had, wanted to take your opinion on these Chinese stocks. The, what they call the bad Baidu, uh, Alibaba. Uh, I bought them in 2017, did well in 17, but all through 18, it's been going down. Just wondered if I should hold on, sell them, or what have you. Well, what you have is you have a Chinese uh, stock market that's done pretty poor this year. Okay, they're in a bear yes. market in China, a bear market. The stocks you've listed are all growing very fast, so I, I'm not I'm not keen for you to get out of them. I, I would suggest that you try to bite the bullet, you know, and ignore them. Now, these are the companies that you just you listed: Baidu, Baba. What was the other one that you said? Tencent Holding. Tencent Holding. Those three are very strong companies. They're all tech companies. Uh, Baidu is a Chinese provider of internet search target. They're, they're like, you know, the, it, you're going to have to be patient. 
and you're going to have to just bite the bullet. I wouldn't get out of them if I owned them. I'm waiting for them to stop falling and take a position, but I wouldn't sell them now. They've already fallen pretty hard. I, I think they're closer to their bottoms than they are, you know, to fall more. So I, they got good numbers. I, I would just, you know, I would just ignore it. And I know it's painful, right? You're in a lot of pain, right? <laughs> Gold, you're probably in a lot of pain. Yeah, I have a long-term horizon, so I let them go. Okay, just let them go. I think they'll, all three of those are going to work out well for you. Call me back in about three years, and, and then we'll talk about how much money you made, okay? Appreciate it, Goal. Today's main talking point. In order to create a new generation of fully automatic vehicles, Honda will invest $2 billion, with a B, billion dollars into GM's cruise division. Cruise division. And there's a test that they that, that the... Um, who was it? The Consumer Reports did on that on Cruise. Cruise is uh, they call, the Cruise is their self-driving uh, software, and they tested Tesla, Cruise, Nissan, uh, and one other. It's four of them all together, and actually, Cruise GMs beat Tesla in this in this uh, test by Consumer Reports as far as. You know, autopilot stuff. None of them are autopilots. All of them are driver's assist. And it, and it rated Cruise as the best job of balancing high-tech capabilities and operation safety. Now, I still think that, that that's all well and good, but, it, but I still think, I think Tesla has the edge overall as far as this uh, self-driving and assisted driving technology. I do think they have the edge overall. But it is interesting that Consumer Reports rated GM's cruise technology above Tesla's. But did you really, what, what, what about you? Should, how, do you? how do you take advantage of that as an investor? And I'm not sure you can at this point. I'm not sure you can. So uh, it's just new technology is coming out. And at some point, probably before I get too much older, Cars will be self-driving. And really, I find that I'm happy about it. Because I know as I get older, I don't want to be a driver. I want to be driven. Now, what happened in the market today? The Dow was down 180 points. The NASDAQ was down 91. And the S&P down 16. The NASDAQ has been leading the way down. So the NASDAQ was down today 1.1%. The Dow was down 0.68%. So not... You know, about, uh, and then the S&P, about half a percent. And so we know that the NASDAQ is leading the way down here in, in recent days. And we're still not, you can't even call this a correction yet. Even though I know a lot of people are getting nervous. I, I, it's too, you know, I, I, if you've been reading the newsletters, been listening to the show, I've been trying to prepare you for a volatile October and I've, there's two things. Either you prepare for the volatility before October. In other words, meaning you position yourself that if the market goes down, that you're hedging against that downfall. But if you haven't, you ignore the volatility in October and just keep holding on to your positions. Now, if you, if you have taken the precautions, that means you have money on the sidelines to invest on the weakness in October. And that's what I suggest you will do. So you're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I believe that every investor should determine their own risk tolerance. And that should be your first step 
Remember, we just talked to a guy about his risk tolerance for the Chinese stocks. So it's the first step. If you want to be a successful, profitable investor, how much risk are you willing to take and how much risk are you comfortable with? Your own personal risk tolerance. And how do you find that out? Well, we have a neat tool called Riskalyze. It has a short questionnaire, it's very short, that try to determine how much risk you're comfortable with. It's a technology that tries to pinpoint with accuracy your acceptable lift, how much money can you percentage-wise can you lose in your positions without panicking out, without letting emotion start to control you. That's what it's trying to do. It's pretty neat software, I think. So if you want to test it, if you want to test it, just go to investtalk.com. You'll see it there. Investtalk menu link at investtalk.com. Then scroll down and click on risk questionnaire. Okay. The phones are live right now. We're open. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they are committed to reason and common sense guidance. It can help make you a better investor. And this philosophy is implemented for KPP clients and on all Invest Talk platforms, broadcast radio, live streaming, and podcast replays. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have over 60 years of combined experience in portfolio and money management. And unlike many other advisors, Steve and Justin always provide unbiased recommendations, unaffected by third-party considerations. You can reach out to Steve or Justin by calling their Dana Point, California office or send a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. You can call with questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to David in San Leandro. How are you doing, David? Fine, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. I really appreciate what you do for all us, all of us dummies. I'm, I'm one of those dummies out there. I've called before. You probably remember me referring to myself that way. <laughs> <laughs> no one's a dummy. No one. You're just learning. You're learning. Okay. Well, I've been learning for five years, and I think I'm getting dumber. Let me let me tell you my latest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead. I, I made a mis I'm one of those guys that has to buy a stock at 6 a.m. in the morning, or at least put the orders in, uh, because I'm in California. And then things mm -hmm. change during the day, but I'm working, so I can't do much about it. So. You know, the, the, if I was smarter, I would put the orders in after I see which way the market's going. But if I want the market to go down, all I have to do is buy that morning, okay? It really works. And if I want the market to go up, all I have to do is put sell orders in. And I sell everything, and it goes up. So I'm, I'm, that's, that's one of the things I've been doing. <laughs> but I'm, You know what I'm it sounds like, David? You know what it sounds yeah, yeah. like to me is... Yeah, what it sounds like to me is emotion is is part of your your drive to buy stocks because you're you're probably buying stocks in the morning thinking I want to get in before before it keeps going up. I mean, it went up the last few days or last couple of weeks. Oh, I want to get in. That and if that's if that's how you feel, try try to understand how you feel about the market. If that's how you feel, then you're letting emotions influence you too much. And the opposite is true. You know, I don't want to get in the market because the market's down and been going down. I'm kind of scared, so I'm not going to buy. Try to understand that 
that feeling it should be one to be bought. That's when you should do the go the other way. So try to pay attention to your emotions. See if that's having an influence on you. Okay? Did and you? I'm well, sorry, I, I interrupt you. Did you have I another? That. I guarantee that's a big part <laughs> of the problem. <laughs> but uh, one one little on not not so not so lighter side. One thing I've learned though, being that I can't I can't you know I bought M M R M PRW or MRPW, I can never, um, when, about a month ago when it was about 137, and then it's, it's inch by inch, it worked its way down all the way yesterday to 124 something, and I figured out a little system to compensate for my shortcomings is I've started out with 100 shares at 137, so when it hit 125, I bought another 400, and so I'm actually able to get out of it now because it's selling for a little bit over my average price. It's, it's, a, it's a bad trick to learn, but when you're working all day and you can't really monitor things and the ups and downs during the day, it's, it's, it's turned out to compensate for my ignorance a little bit, just, just to throw out an idea okay. out there. Do you, do, you know, do you know why you bought the company? Do you, what was your thinking about why you liked it? Well, it was doing a, well, I, I can't say it was doing a steady up, up, Tick. I, I, I take a lot of different newsletters and, and I try to put them all together. Mm-hmm. And of course, one guy's uh-huh. opinion is just as bad as the next guy's opinion is what it a lot of times yes, turns out to are. be. And, and, and depending okay. on which one you follow, that's that's either your, your good fortune or your bad fortune, of course. Uh, okay. But, so then what I would do, uh, in your situation, you've gotten uh, several hundred of those. If it's not more than, if it's more than 3% of your portfolio and you still want to hold on to it, I would cut it back to no more than 3% of your portfolio uh, because that's about, that should be your average buy as far as a stock, about 3% and have about 30 stocks. Now, that might be too much for you to follow, and I understand that, but you don't want to take too much exposure in any one stock. And I would strongly suggest that you write down the reasons why you bought the stock and don't listen to the newsletters, listen to yourself. You'll do just as good. Trust in yourself. You're learning how to do it, you'll learn better. And you look for the fundamentals first, the earnings, sales, profit margin. Look at those things and decide to buy the company. Okay? Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Uh, Chris, do we have enough time for Chris at Walnut Creek, everybody? Okay, let's go to Chris at Walnut Hi, Creek. How are you doing, Chris? Thank you for the call. Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I, I, I called you a couple of weeks ago about the stock uh, CELG Selgin, and yes. I've been watching this. Uh, they went down a lot. I think today about maybe two percent, three percent. I think, or I think it was yesterday. So, what do you think about this stock? I mean, um, yeah, it went down one and a half percent yeah. today, and probably what three percent yesterday. So it's fallen. Cell gene, everybody, develops therapies to treat cancer, immune inflammatory diseases, and regulating cells, genes, and proteins. It's a $61 billion company. It's a very good company. Uh, It's going to make $8.77 a share this year. It's going to make $10.63 a share next year. It's an $87 stock. So that tells you that it's like eight. Eight or nine PE, and the low, uh, the five-year average is five nine to thirty-three. You hold on to this thing; it's a very good value stock at this point. 
Sales growth are 17%. It's good cash flow. You hold on to this. You, you try to ignore this weakness. Try not to let it bother you because it is going to go higher. I know it's hard to believe, but the first week of October is almost over. We've still got about 10 minutes left or so in the program. So it's time to talk. Time to give me a call. Give me a question. I want to hear from you. 888-99-CHART. Next Invest Talk, one iconic company has suffered an astounding 81% stock value collapse since 2000. And this is in a time of record setting market gains. GE's $500 billion market meltdown. Justin will break down the story Monday. But now Steve's here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888 99Chart. Hi, my name is Dave. I'm a recent graduate of college, and I have about $15,000 of cash, about $2,000 of bonds, and about 6000 in mutual funds through American funds. Since I'm only 24 years old, I'm trying to decide what I should be doing at this point. Do I slowly start to enter the market? Should I maybe save that money for a down payment on a home? What advice can you give for someone that has a long period until retirement and kind of wants to earn some extra cash? be uh, if you have a job uh, you want to make sure you max out your 401k but if you don't you just graduate from college use an IRA or Roth IRA and put some, put max out that put five grand into uh, into one of those uh, and I would slowly enter the market but I wouldn't buy bonds you said you have bonds I, there's absolutely no reason to have bonds um, not when you're 24. Uh, and not in when interest rates are rising. That's not a good time to own bonds. And I think you're, I'm assuming they're bond funds, but you didn't mention if they were mutual funds or bonds or just actual bonds. But I would exit those because interest rates are rising and those things don't tend to work when they do rise. And it depends on if it's a long-term bond fund or short-term bond fund, how, how much impact rising interest rates will actually have. So you just got to be uh, conscious of, of what you're invested in. There's no reason to, for, at 24 years old to be in bonds. Okay, so get out of those and get into the market. You might, you know, October's pretty volatile, but I think you should try to be in the market, you know, fairly soon before the end of November at the very latest. And not try to worry about it because the market will go down. There'll be a recession. There'll be, in your lifetime, there's going to be five, six recessions. Okay, and the market goes down, but that always seems to come back. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Let's go to Vagar in Fremont. How you doing, Vagar? Hi, hi, Steve. Uh, this is Barak, and uh, I I wanted to pick up a position in uh, some related stock, uh, and one of that is COH. Okay, uh, Coherent Inc. Is that what you're? Is that the name of the company? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there Manu are other uh, related uh, stocks uh, which are dealing in the same one. One is the uh, AAOI and okay. uh, OLED. Well, so I just wanted to uh, like uh, uh, see how this COHR is. Is it good to have some position in it because it uh, it's like 
Yeah, it's almost 9% down today. Uh, okay, let's talk about it. It's Coherent Stock, C-O-H-R, manufactures lasers, laser-based technologies, precision optics, and other uh, photonics-related uh, accessories. It's a $3.8 billion company, so it's a mid-cap company selling for $157. It's going to make $13.37 next year after making $13.93, so it's going to go down a little bit this year. But that's more than twelve dollars and forty eight cents last year. The the problem they have is sales are falling. The the three quarters ago sales, four quarters ago sales were ninety two percent that quarter. Then thirty eight percent growth, and then fourteen percent growth, and then now the most recent quarter four percent growth. That does not bode well for the company. You can't have sales growth when you're dealing with you know a high growth stock. You got to have growth. Doesn't have a lot of debt though. And management owns 1%. Uh, mutual funds have been slowly selling the last year. And return equity is very high at 30%. It's a solid company, but, you know, you're going to have, I, I, you're going to have, it's going to be volatile on you because of the sales growth going down. They have to turn that around for this company to really take, take off. Now, it was down 8.75% today. That's a lot, okay? They, and one of the reasons they're announcing change to the board of directors. So why would you do that? You know, that's that's pretty big news. So there's they have issues. Um, if you own it, I would hold it unless it goes below about seven dollars a share. Uh, I'm sorry, about a hundred and about one hundred fifty dollars a share. If it drops below that, I'd probably leave. That's support. Okay. I remind our podcast listeners that they will te- they will learn a lot more about YCharts, our newest sponsor and the maker of the software that Justin and I use a lot. We've been using it for years. It has great research, data filters, charting. So we use it every day. YCharts. So you'll learn more. You'll learn more you're going to learn more about that in our podcast. Uh, everybody, the time to close up. I'm Steve Peasley. Drive carefully. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461.